This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to take two of this week's podcast episode. We uh, forgot to record the first one, so we're going to give it another go. Yeah, so this... Uh, this podcast is going to be going over non-direct and direct recognition. Uh, we've talked about this before, and we just want to get it clarified for you guys to have a good understanding. Yeah, so what is the best option for you to have success with the infinite banking policy? Is one op- option going to ruin your plan from no, the beginning? No, it definitely isn't, and it probably should be one of the last things you're worried about. Yeah, this is this is not where you start when you're deciding... You know, when you're when you're analyzing the infinite banking concept and how this can help you, this is not where you should be starting. No, nope. Okay, um, it shouldn't be something that you get hung up on at all. I mean, it it's just a different way of calculating something, um, and we're both going to end up like if Kyle and I would do a job, we may do things differently along the way to arrive at getting the job completed. But the job is going to be completed, okay? It was just a different way of doing things. Mm -hmm. This is a different way of recognizing policy loans. Yeah, so what what is direct, what is non-direct? So like a direct recognition company, they look and see if you have policy loans. And if you do have policy loans outstanding, they will um, either adjust up or down the dividends paid on those dollars that are loaned out. A uh, non-direct recognition company, they don't care about your policy loans. If you have any outstanding, you get paid the full total amount of dividends on the total cash value. Yep. And so it is very, very common right now um, for you to find content that says you do not want a direct recognition company because they're going to adjust your dividend down. And, you know, that could be true. There's There are companies that are doing that right now. Um, but it's important to remember that there is no free lunch. Okay. You know, a company, you know, they have to come up with this money from somewhere. They can't just print money out of thin air, Kyle. Yeah. Like the federal reserve and the government. So (laughs) they can't do that. All right. This is a different way of arriving at a conclusion. Okay. Maybe their dividend interest rate, their gross dividend interest rate is higher because of this fact that they're direct recognition. Mm-hmm. Maybe they credit more dividends because of that. Okay, um, so don't don't get hung up in these types of things. People will be out there and tell you, "Well, I want the entire dividend. I don't want a reduced dividend." Well, it could be the fact that you're receiving a reduced dividend already with the non-direct recognition. Sure. So don't get caught up in 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 these things. One thing to note is though. Um, if you get a policy illustration and the company is a direct recognition company, you must realize that if you're actively using loans, the illustration is going to look different because the illustration is based on you leaving the money in there at all times. So if you're using loans and stuff, it's going to look a little different. Now that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's only on the non-guaranteed ledger though. The guaranteed ledger wouldn't change except for when dividends are credited. Yes. The The only point I'm trying to make is, yes, it will affect, it, it could either enhance or um, diminish what mm-hmm. you see 
in the non-guaranteed side diminish, of the ledger. Diminish might be a strong word, but it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, it's just good to be aware of that. So yeah, your agent should go over it, you know, before you take out any specific policy, what it is, um, and how it's going to work with you. Sure. Yep. Okay. So we we covered what direct recognition is. Non-direct recognition, we covered that as well. They do not recognize the fact. So just just a really quick example. Say the company has a five and a half percent dividend rate, the loan rate is five percent, you're still gonna receive the the five and a half percent gross dividend rate on the entire bucket of money, whether there's a loan outstanding against your policy or not. Yep. It's just, it's really, it's the simplest way. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think this is why people favor non-direct recognition is because it's really simple. There is no explaining what's going on with direct recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just, like I said in the beginning, there's just a different way of arriving at getting exactly. the job done. Yep. So um, I think we should go into fixed and variable loan rates now, Kyle. Um, so with life insurance contracts, uh, there are some contracts issued that have a fixed loan rate, and that fixed loan rate will be the loan rate for the entire life of that contract. If you're 20 years old today when you take out this contract and it has a 5% loan rate on it, at age 90, it's still going to have a 5% loan rate on it. Okay? Um, Could be a useful tool. Absolutely. I mean, over those 70 years, you're probably going to have something that you can use this policy for. And I would, I would hope. Yeah. I mean, we're already finding it, and we're only a couple years into having our own policies. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, fixed loan rates are typically going to be higher than variable loan interest rates in today's environment. Why is that? Okay. Loan interest rates have been basically at the floor of what insurance companies charge for some time now, probably five years for a lot of them and even longer than that. Yep. Um, companies have lowered fixed interest rates on products that have been recently developed but they're still going to be higher. So maybe you have a variable loan rate of, call it 5%. Maybe fixed loan rates are at 6% right now. Mm -hmm. Still, it's going to vary with insurance companies. I'm just trying to give you an idea of of what I'm talking about, though. Um, And, okay, so we went over fixed loan rates. They're going to be the same for the life of the contract, Kyle. So how do they determine... Variable loan interest rates. Here is the contract language from one of the companies that that we write with. It's based off of Moody's corporate bond yield average and the monthly average of the the monthly average corporate as published by the Moody's Investor Service for the calendar month ending two months prior to the date as of which the loan interest rate is determined. Okay. So variable loan interest rates, what that's saying is they're determined for year increments, but they're determining it with this company at least two months prior to the coming year when they set the the uh, variable interest rate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't vary by month. It's just each year they can adjust it. That is the most co- common way that companies uh, arrive at their variable loan interest rates. 
Not saying that others can't do it differently, but that is the most common. Makes um, sense. And I mean, they have to be competitive. I mean, if you're borrowing money, if you're taking a policy loan out, then they're taking money out of their general portfolio to lend you money. And so they can't be like losing money on that transaction. So, right. They have to charge you interest on that. And that is why if, okay, that's why you'll hear it. And Kyle and I have said this before that you are supporting the profitability of your company when you take out a policy loan. If you have a problem with that, I think that you seriously need to consider (laughs) why you're owning this life insurance policy. Yeah. I mean, you want that company to be company to be as profitable as possible. You want it to be there as long as you're alive and for the next generation so you can keep cycling the death benefits and, you know, continuing generational wealth. Absolutely. Now, if if this would be a form of stealing if you weren't required to pay interest on this loan. Yeah. Um it it's so it's so like fundamental, but you know whatever what pops into everybody's mind is no I don't want to pay interest on 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 money when I could just withdraw it out of my account. Yeah. Well, it's an indoctrination deal too and we've been at low interest rates for so long that people don't see the value in storing cash cuz there's really not right now. You can't get anything sitting in the bank account. So, right, that you're just storing it so you have a pool of available capital to take advantage of opportunities, whether that's in your business or what have you. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's why we promote using the policy too and not just having it, just having your money sitting there. I mean, it's a good hedge against inflation. These whole life policies are, but like we said it before too, they're not going to make you rich. It's what you do with it. So. Absolutely. And that's what the concept is about. The process of becoming your own banker. Mm -hmm. The fact of, taking over that responsibility that somebody else is performing this function for you. And we aren't, we aren't putting these policies in force just because we want to sell life insurance, right? We're doing no. this because we want you to use this. We want you to start becoming your own banker. And you wouldn't be paying high premium in these policies if you weren't looking to do that either. It wouldn't make much sense. I mean, there's definitely tools for whole life, but... I mean, it makes the most sense to pay high premiums to use it as a financing tool, in my opinion. Absolutely. I I agree. That's why that's what I'm practicing in my own life. Yeah. So, well, do we have really any other pressing um, topics here on on the classification of... Well, I want to go over one thing, um, and it's just so people can really understand what is, what is going on and... Um, okay, so... Basically, what I want to explain is, if you have a fixed loan rate, you have to have direct recognition policies. I'm going to explain why that is. Direct recognition could have fixed or variable variable loan rates, though. Okay, so I'm going to set up a scenario here. If you have a fixed interest rate of 6% and the life insurance company's general account is earning 12%, the life insurance company can adjust your dividend down on the loaned portion with mm-hmm. direct recognition, okay? Yep. Now, that that is why I believe that direct recognition is the most fair way to do it because you are going to you aren't going to be affecting the other policyholders' dividends. It's going to be reflected 
as of what your policy is, okay? So whatever money is not collateralizing the loan is is going to be earning the 12% in this scenario. Mm-hmm. These are unrealistic numbers, I realize. Um, and then whatever portion is collateralizing the loan is only going to receive 6%, okay? If, the, if everybody, if this was non-direct recognition, everybody would have to take a hit there because your policy is receiving less interest than what the insurance company could have received in their general account otherwise. Yeah. Um, hopefully that makes it clear why direct recognition is, is a fair way to determine loan rate mm-hmm. or to determine how much dividend you receive, excuse me. Yeah, but j- just understand that neither one of us promote either or as being the best or only way. So it's just it's just good for your understanding to know how it all works and why why it even exists, why there's two different ways to view loans. Yeah, definitely. So um, hopefully this has provided some clarity for you guys. Uh, we have a blog where we um, wrote about this, so I think we'll try to attach that along with this podcast. And uh, yeah, if you have more questions, you can go to the blog or reach out to us about it. Sure, yep. So yeah, if you have any questions, anything else, any topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to reach out to us through our email and let us know and we'll get those covered for you. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.